Hey everyone, this is Kim and Mark Holinsky. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to United, a Holinsky's Hope powered podcast focusing on student athletes. We really wish we could be in a room with our student athletes talking about their mental health and how important it is to their happiness and performance in their sport. Since we can't do that right now with COVID-19, we are keeping true to our mission, working to raise awareness and ending the stigma attached to mental illness. And so, we're embarking on a way we can still bring you our message of hope and support, a podcast dedicated to student-athletes and their mental wellness. We've teamed up with some incredible mental health experts across the country and are honored to have Dr. Josie Nicholson, sports psychologist at Ole Miss, host these podcasts for us. Dr. Nicholson will be using her passion for student-athlete mental health as a foundation driving the conversations that will be featured in these United podcasts. Please follow Holinsky's Hope on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can contact us via email at info at holinskyshope.org. Always for Tyler. And forever to three. Hey, everybody. Welcome to United Conversations for Student-Athletes. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Nicholson. So COVID-19 has been called a novel virus, and these are strange and uncertain times. Everything seems new, and no one's really sure how long this is going to last. And we all have different concerns, but most of us share some common concerns, and we're united in this together. So sports psychologists and mental health professionals have teamed up with Holinsky's Hope to launch this series of conversations for student athletes, but I think a lot of people are going to benefit. Every episode is going to feature a different licensed mental health professional talking about one way you can take care of your mental health during this time. So we hope to release two different episodes a week, and we want to hear from you about topics you want to hear discussed. So please reach out and let us know your thoughts, your concerns, your ideas, like what would be helpful for you or for your fellow athletes. You can contact us at info at Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, rate it, review it in Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's get going with our first conversation with our guest, Dr. Tom Golightly, licensed team psychologist for BYU Athletics. Hey, Tom, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Josie. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Uh, so, Tom, yeah. So It's not like we're all yeah. doing much right now, right? I mean, <laughs> we've all got time. <laughs> that's, that's true. So, But thank you nonetheless. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, Tom, why now? Why? Uh, what makes this time or this situation such a vulnerable time for our mental health? I think there are a lot of layers to this. And part of it is this came upon us abruptly. I think we all followed the news 
kind of COVID-19, coronavirus. I mean, what are we calling this thing, right? And that was kind of cute, that conversation a few weeks ago. But then it, it got real, and it got real very quickly. And in some ways, it was the sports world that made it get real very quickly is as we saw someone here in Utah, uh, Rudy Gobert test positive, it shuts down the NBA, and everything kind of cascaded from there, it seemed like. Uh, and, and it was so abrupt that those endings, those cancellations, they kind of created an upheaval in our lives. And and now we're faced with finding new routines. And finding any new routine is difficult. Now, finding a routine abruptly, maybe even not wanted, changed, right? Um, and there's so much uncertainty around this. And there's tons of anticipatory grief. And uh, we're trying to prevent uh, grief from happening to us, but we, we don't know if we can even avoid that. And there's just less space to handle emotional issues because pragmatically we're thinking about things that are a little bit more basic, survival, health, wellness. And, and there's a stress that comes along with this. I mean, uh, just for example, a few days ago, you know, if you needed some doubled ham, you just go to the store, right? And and you yeah. wouldn't even think about it. Now it's like, I need milk. Well, is that enough? Do I really go to the store right now? And just basic mm-hmm. little things, we're asking ourselves questions like, is that really, really worth it? So there's there's no space really for, for that emotional upheaval, even though we're all feeling it and it's weighing on us. And it's it's very difficult, and in the same at the same time, we kind of have uh, this thing where we're we're quasi quarantine, right? You know, our workplace is our eating place, is our sleep place, is our play place, and and our transitions are weird with that routine. And you know, I was just thinking last night uh, as as I kind of had a busy day at work and started being around my family. I'm like, is this Monday night or Friday night or Saturday night? They all look the mm-hmm. same, right? And and <laughs> and so there's just no there's no normal cues as to what we're doing uh, in our day-to-day routine and that lack of ability to download maybe because all of our places are the same and those transitions. I enjoy my 15-minute drive home and it, and I transition from work brain to play brain and, and we don't have that and that can, be, that can weigh on us. So all of these things are really combining to make this a pretty tough event uh, emotionally and is kind of having a, a constant drain from our mental health. Yeah, I know. I just miss the people that I'm used to seeing every day, even when I'm ne- not necessarily that close uh, with them and some I am that close with, but I just miss that banter and that physical sight of another person. Yeah, you know, we were kind of on a walk as a family. We're not quite limited to our our homes uh, here in Utah yet. And we kept safe distances from everybody. But we saw a neighbor, and it's a neighbor that we know in passing, but uh, we stopped and talked for 20 minutes. I think we were just thrilled to see another face that that, that wasn't ours. And, and even from a safe distance, uh, it felt good to connect with somebody else that, that wasn't just in the norm. I think, too, the other thing that um, I've noticed for me is just how much news there is and oh, how man. it changes so quickly. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the keys there is 
man, we can't get caught up in that. Yes, we need to know what's going on and we have to be informed. At some point, you have to check out and just say, that's enough for today. I've got my daily update and 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 that's it. I kind of crave the days, you know, I'm a kid of the 80s when it was headline news and I could get all the things in 30 minutes and that was it. And <laughs> I could just turn it off and I'm done, even sports, right? But, right. Uh, but uh, you know, we have a lot more at our disposal and, and we can sometimes increase our anxiety and our worry and our fear uh, and maybe even that sense of loss and grief uh, that, that we feel is coming if we just are constantly tapped into that news feed. Yeah, I like the the limited short bursts of news that uh, might include a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you know, yeah, go out. That's what you need right now is to go puppy shopping because, (laughs) you know, you need your essentials for quarantine and you want to potty train one. Exactly. Like right now is a good time for that. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Uh, Well, what kind of things do you think that, uh, we need to be looking out for in ourselves that could signal we need to take a step back and do something uh, for our mental health. So there are a couple of things that I keep seeing with folks that are, are now going through this, and I'm still trying to see people with, with teleconferencing, you know, telehealth. Um, I'm seeing a, a lot a lot of A motivation, just people that aren't you know, don't have the drive that they normally do. And when we work with student athletes, as you and I do, uh, this is a very motivated, driven subpopulation in our in our group, right? Mm-hmm. And and they are just having a hard time getting themselves going. And and when we have this uncertain amount of time that we're going to be doing this, uh, I'm hearing a lot of people kind of asking, "What's the point?" Right and mm. and what what meaning do I find? And so that a motivation kind of kind of cu- coupled with that um, kind of lack of purpose or lack of meaning uh, can start to weigh on people. And the second thing I'm seeing is people that not just procrastinating, but they can't concentrate at all when they're trying to do it. Like I am trying to study and do my classes online and, and, and be what I need to be, and I cannot do it. And those are kind of those three things I, I think are, it, it's time to take, uh, your, your, take concrete steps to improving wellness a little bit. Um, and, and you might need to incorporate that into your daily routine, just, just as we do washing hands or whatever. We need some emotional hygiene at that point. Um, a, another couple of things, if you see yourself um, maybe having a sleep disruption, whether that's too much sleep, like I'm sleeping 12 hours a day, and I'm still feeling sluggish, or you're waking up a lot, you're having a lot of dreams, which I'm, I'm hearing a lot about, uh, people dreaming about contracting COVID or someone someone close to them having COVID-19, um, then it's time to kind of start, you know, let's, let's be a little bit more deliberate with how I'm paying attention to my emotional side. Yeah, those are, those are good things to look out for. What about, uh, what about others? What kind of things can we be looking out for for with our friends or loved ones that uh, could signal we need to maybe lend some more support or they're struggling? I think one of the biggest things is if you see any big changes, especially in personality or interaction style, um, we're all a little bit different when we're FaceTiming each other instead of being around each other in person. but if you see someone kind of maybe deliberate, de- deliberately uh, avoiding 
uh, contact, you know, not normally they'd respond quick to texts or would, wouldn't mind FaceTiming with you or, or something to that effect. Um, and, and they're avoiding it. And that's, that's time to be concerned. Um, you hear them talk about that lack of meaning. They might even talk about, you know, thoughts of self-harm or suicide, of course, um, and, and some irritability. I think uh, with with a lot of folks, they're not necessarily going to say, hey, I'm sad all the time, but they might be pretty snippy, like way snippier than normal. And I think those are times when it's time to reach out and you know, ask if they're doing okay, if they're thinking of hurting themselves or how they can help. And it's it's it, to promote that connection and and in a non-judgmental way kind of listen to them and hear them out with where they're at yeah that's some uh really good advice especially as we keep hearing about uh social distancing and now people are trying to switch it to physical distancing to to de-emphasize the social isolation piece of it so um what are some ways Go ahead, go ahead. Well, that's just going to be a challenge, right? I mean, it's hard to know when someone's pulling away when we're being told to pull away. Um, mm-hmm. But that's why, you know, seeing those big changes in our friends, that, that, that there's some people that we're connected to, that, that might be really uh, one of the key signs. Yeah. So what are some things we can do to keep ourselves mentally healthy and, and also to help others during this time? Well, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is get some really good smelling hand soap because we're washing our hands like 75,000 times a day. And that has <laughs> right. made a world of difference in my life. So, like, I don't know, we order it online, do something, but it's a nice little change up from just the regular <laughs> soft soap that you got normally. Um, I, you know, moments of present centered living are going to be very important as, as we move on. Um, I, decreasing that self-judgment, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're so apt to compare ourselves uh, and we're competitive people, especially student athletes, right? And mm-hmm. I, I've even heard this from some of uh, the people that I work with, you know, so-and-so is handling this way better than I am. And it's like, we're comparing how we're managing quasi-quarantine now. Um, like, let's just think about that. And maybe we can be a little less, uh, judgmental towards ourselves and increase some self-acceptance. And the main way I think to do that is through self-compassion. And there are three main parts to self-compassion, which are being kind to yourself. Uh, you know, Give that kindness that you'd extend someone else if they were feeling down, if they were feeling frustrated or disappointed, uh, you know, as they're trying to, to establish routine. Be kind to yourself as you're as you're trying to figure out how to quarantine. We're all trying to figure out how to quarantine. Every one of us is in this together, and it weighs on us um, differently, but it weighs on us. Two is find some commonality. Um, one thing that I see is uh, some some of the coaches that I work with are doing a really good job of staying connected with their athletes and really still trying to keep that team culture alive as best they can. It's not the same as living in a locker room and being around each other all the time, but, but, you know, asking for help and finding a place. I know there's uh, a really good uh, uh, Insta that just started uh, this, this last week, athletes untold uh, or untold athletes. Um, and it's just a bunch of seniors that tell their story of hearing and uh, hearing the news that their season's canceled and, you know, what their journey was like as an athlete. And it's just been this really cool gathering place. 
um, for for student athletes or former student athletes now that are kind of saying, you know, yeah, that was abrupt and hard, but finding some commonality uh, is really important. And and moments of mindfulness. That's the the, the third component of of compassionate living, is. And, and that's an abused word, like it may be the most abused word in therapy right now, but it's mindfulness is really just being present centered, like truly just being in the moment and, and experiencing what's around you. And as we have moments where we're not worried about the there and then or what's coming or, or what's, what's happening too far away from us, we're just in our surroundings and in our senses. And that can be a really powerful component. And there, there's several apps that can help you with that. And um, uh, maybe we want to talk about those later or now. That's <laughs> kind of up to, up to you. But um, but uh, those apps, uh, Sanvelo is one that we're using that's that's really good um, okay. that will help with mindfulness, but it also helps you journal, and it will actually reach out to you. You can set it to uh, give you a text as a reminder to, hey, have you done any mindfulness training today? What was your mood like yeah. today? R- rate your mood. Um, you know, what were some of your thoughts? You know, what were some of the activities that you did? Uh, there's another yeah. app that uh, some of my clients use. It's called Dailyo, D-A-Y-L-I-O. And uh, I can actually uh, track along with them as their therapist. And uh, they kind of do the same thing. Here are the activities that I did today. Here's what my mood was like today. And it's not writing sentences of a journal but it kind of logs days for you and you can kind of look back and see uh, what your week, what your month was like. And it's a really cool app just to kind of journal through it. Um, Headspace, Calm, those are kind of some, some common apps that people know. Uh, Headspace is a little bit more, if you don't have a lot of training in mindfulness or meditation, it will walk you through building that skill. And, and Calm has lots of scripts and different, uh, different things that you can do to improve mindfulness activities and other suggestions that you might have. So there's lots of things that we can do to kind of uh, manage that. Um, you know, uh, other things, um, hygiene, I mentioned that earlier, just emotional hygiene, getting good sleep, eat, exercise, study, have a schedule and a routine that you can kind of point to. You know, student athletes crave movement. And I, we have kind of this daily schedule that we're used to and, and we're used to working out. We're used to being physical, we need to have an outlet for that. And whatever that is, wherever you are and what you have at your disposal, find a way to get movement in because we kind of need that and crave it. And, you know, journaling, I mentioned, is, is a really good idea. We're living in history right now, and our grandkids are going to ask us about this. You might want to write something down to see what you're – to help jog your memory about what it was like to live through and um, and gratitude is is another some really good science around gratitude. And if you can take some time at the end of every day and just list two things that you're grateful for, it's kind of an antidote to sadness and worry. And it will really kind of fill you up with, yeah, I can do this. My life mm-hmm. has purpose, has meaning, and these are the things that I love about my life. So those are all some things that we can do to you know, in our quarantine state to, to improve our mental wellness. What about uh, supporting others? Just a, a couple of things that uh, we can put on the radar um, to help others that might be struggling. 
So the first thing is if they want some space to talk, I, I mentioned that commonality earlier, give that space. Most people just want to be heard. I think a, a lot of us are, are, are a little anxious when someone reaches out to us or, or is vulnerable to us. Um, mainly because we don't know what to do with that. We want to fix it. We want to make it go away. And most people don't want to be fixed. They don't need a lot of suggestion. You just need to create the space for them. So if we're just sitting there holding it with them and truly listening, uh, you know, with a caring ear, um, give them that space and invite that space if if you're so inclined. I know not all of us are the extroverted type, but they're like, hey, I can hold this energy with you. But... Um, but if you are inclined, go ahead and ask that question. Hey, how are you doing? What is this like? Um, I know I had a, a good friend of mine and colleague um, that uh, just this last weekend uh, shared on social media. He's like, I don't normally do this here, but I've got nowhere else to do it. And he kind of talked about some of the difficulties experiencing, you know, in during uh, distancing and 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 how tough that's been on him. And it created this huge discussion virtually. And it was really a good landing spot uh, for people to kind of type out some of their frustrations and anxieties and worries. Uh, and and so creating that space and just to have a place for people to hear and to hear their stories uh, was really kind of inspiring to me. And, and so be thoughtful uh, about how you might reach out to others. But but then as we do that, just ask questions and and find a word that you pick up on and what they're saying and ask about it and uh, learn more about it. Be genuinely curious because as we're genuine, that's when when we'll connect and that that commonality will come through. And and even though we're in isolation, that that can be a real powerful thing to connect with another human uh, as as we're 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 far away from each other. For sure, like truly sitting in it, not trying to fix it, not trying to make them feel better, but just hearing what someone has to say is really powerful. Indeed. It it might be one of the coolest things that that, uh, I think I've seen from people recently is they are you know, I, and maybe it's because we don't have time or we don't have the rush that we're normally like, we have got nothing but time. And, and right. people are like, no, I'll listen to this. Like, I'm cool. I'll engage this. And, and we're getting better at listening and hearing one another. Right. And there is no fix. Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> there isn't. Right. That's, right. That's the uncertainty, right? Like, who's going to fix this? Well, you know, yeah. this this isn't like a, a teenage romance novel where someone's going to fix the world right now, right? Like, so right. it's, it's it, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty involved. For sure. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for your time and uh, insight. Really, really enjoyed talking with you today. Hey, thanks, Josie. And, you know, I hope uh, there are a few snippets in there for people as they're listening. For sure. I know they were for me. So great conversation. So if you are struggling at this time, please reach out to a mental health professional in your area. And don't forget that we want to hear from you about topics that you want to hear discussed. So, again, let us know your thoughts, your concerns, your ideas about uh, what would help you or your fellow athletes. Tom, can people reach out to you and if they've heard something they want to hear more about? Absolutely. No problem. What's your email address there? It's Tom, T-O-M underscore, go lightly, G 
G-O-L-I-G-H-T-L-Y at BYU.edu. Great, thanks. And don't forget to share this podcast with uh, anyone that you think might be helped by it. Subscribe to it, rate it, review it. And if you'd like to know more about Holinsky's Hope, including how you could donate to help with all that they're doing to support student-athlete mental health and reduce the stigma, please visit www.holinskyshope.org. Please take care of yourselves, take care of others, and always have hope.